0: We have different experiences throughout life, and they're not always going to be pretty. And I want someone to hear this right now if they're going through an illness or emotion or what you're going through right now is real and you feel it, but you did not come here on earth to be in that vibration your whole life. It's a moment, and you have to be there, and it does suck, I'm sure, but that's not the truth of who you are.
1: Namaste and welcome. I'm Vitina Blumenthal, and you're listening to The Soul Compass Podcast. I'm here to help you find your inner calm and deepen your self-discovery journey. Take this moment and focus on yourself. For your mental health, your ability to find ease in your everyday life, and your emotional well-being. It is so important that you nourish yourself not only physically, but also emotionally and mentally. Here at Soul Compass, you'll learn practical tips from experts who will leave you with a sharper focus and a renewed commitment to yourself. Have you ever opened up the newspaper and read through the horoscope section and thought, oh my goodness, that is so me. And maybe you've even encountered that exact problem that week. Sure, there is something in there that resonates with you, but that's not even the half of it I'm realizing. Maybe you're a part-time horoscope reader, maybe you are addicted to reading your horoscope, or maybe it's too woo for you. But trust me, once you've listened to this week's episode with soul astrologer Danielle Page, you'll realize how much more there is left to explore with astrology. What I love about Danielle is she isn't interested in your horoscope, which is really surprising to me after being an avid and addicted horoscope reader for at least the last 10 years. She's not interested in telling you what you will and won't do at a certain time in your life or on any given day. What Danielle does is she obtains specific birth information, maps it out in accordance with your birth chart, and based on your unique details provides insight into who you are as your most expressed self. Danielle's mission is to help you heal, help you understand yourself, and help you feel confident to lead a life that aligns with your truest sense of self. Danielle Page is an international soul astrologer, intuitive spiritual teacher, host of Cosmic Body Podcast, and founder of Purposely Divine, School for Your Soul. She's a self-taught astrologer, but she continues to study with some of the world's top astrologers. She then devoted herself to learning different types of healing to create her own style of spiritual medicine. By fusing astrology, energetic healing, and intuition, she's able to tap into your subconscious and help you heal your wounds, old patterns, and come back home to your heart. In this episode, we'll dive into different topics such as the unique benefits of using astrology to guide you in your self-discovery journey, understanding that sometimes the old you has to die or a piece of you that you need to let go of in order for your true self to shine. You'll learn that acknowledging your behavioral patterns based on your birth chart can actually help guide you on this journey. And at the very end, Danielle dives into the specific strengths of each zodiac sign, which I find quite fascinating and very on point. This week, I'm so excited to welcome the lovely Danielle Page. Well, first off, Danielle, I'm so excited to welcome you onto the Soul Compass podcast today. Thank you so much for joining
0: us. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here.
1: I'm so excited to pick your brain and to find out all the genius things about astrology because it has helped me so much along my journey. And I definitely have my friends and my family that just think I'm crazy.
0: We're trying to change that.
1: (laughs) Yes, please. It's not even convincing people, but educating people really on the benefits of using astrology to help enhance the self-discovery journey. This is why I really wanted to talk to you today because I think you can provide so much information for our listeners. One thing I wanted to let you know is we like to keep it really real on Soul Compass. We love learning about people's stories and how they kind of got into their craft and into their purpose and into alignment. I am dying to hear your story and how you, often sometimes we fall into these things or sometimes it happens as as children, but I'm really curious to know how you got to where you are today.
0: I'm doing this, not because this was something when I was a little kid, I wanted to do, you know, it wasn't like a six year old saying, I'm going to be an astrologer when I grow up. Like that definitely was not on my list, but I did say I wanted to be a doctor because right, we only know about like the main archetypes, right? And I wanted to help people heal. So I'm like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. Yeah, so my story—it's kind of long, and I actually talked about it on my podcast. I have two episodes dedicated to it, but I'm going to give you guys a brief here to give you the lowdown. I was, you know, just kind of going through my life. I always felt a little intuitive, but I didn't really know what that meant, you know. And I didn't really think about it too much. Like, I would maybe have a dream one time, and it would maybe give me an idea for something, or I would sense people's energy. But I I did just didn't really think about it. Like, I just was like, well, that's just something that happens, right? So I was always in tune, but really not aware of what that actually meant. And then when I turned 30 years old, I was going through my Saturn return and that's when everything happened and everything changed. To back up, I didn't know the word Saturn return, but in hindsight, looking back, that's what was happening. Basically when I turned 30, I um, got dumped in France by my boyfriend on my 30th birthday And then we went back to Boston, we were living together in his place and so I had to move out. You know, Boston's a great place, but I was really just done with the weather and kind of over it. I just felt like I was ready to move on and I was working at an architecture firm. So my background is, I have a master's in interior architecture and I was, you know, designing buildings and I mean, you know, working at one of the top architecture firms in the world where people would die to work and I was miserable. I didn't like it. I felt like it was sucking my soul every day. And I've just kept saying, I need to help people. I need to help people. This is not what I'm here for. But there was no Instagram. Facebook was like just honestly new. And uh, I think it was like my mom and my cousin were like my only friends, right? Like there was nobody on Facebook. Like it was really like the beginning of time. You know, now it's like more common and people are talking about these things. I'm just like, um, I don't want to be an interior architect. So what else is there to do? Like I had no idea. But I decided that since I had to move out, I quit my job not knowing what I would do. And I moved back home um, with my family in California. And that's when my life started changing. That was when the economy tanked. So that was actually in 2009. And there were no design jobs. So I was like, okay, you can forget about me getting a design job at this point. Because all my friends that were architects and designers, everyone was getting laid off. So now I'm living at home, crying over a breakup, couldn't find a job, have my master's. And I'm like, I am winning at life. This is horrific even in that moment i just want to say to people i had so much gratitude of thank god i had parents i could go home to because i know that not everyone has that situation so i was like let me just be grateful for that because i had a safe space right and like it was fine but i'm like this is not how i saw my life i started having a spiritual awakening that started happening so if i look back in hindsight i was supposed to come home i was supposed to be safe at my parents right not stressing about like paying rent or anything because I was about to go through and endure this humongous shift in my life. And so it started with dreams where I would wake up and it would be so real and it would tell me things and then I would see them happen during the day and I'm like, that was just really intense, right? And the dreams were just, I would wake up crying and I would feel and it would like take me an hour to step out of it and I'm like, what is happening? Okay, so I'm seeing things happen in my dream and then it's happening during the day. And then I started having this inkling that, There is so much more than the physical world. And you have to understand, my father's an aerospace engineer. You know, my mother is like a realtor, very like logical, business oriented. Like I'm not growing up in this woo environment, right? So I don't know anything about this, but I start having these moments because my consciousness is starting to open of, oh my God, there's something here. The dreams kept happening. And then I started just listening to my intuition and I was being guided to... Meditate and I'm like, what is meditation? Like, do I sit on a hill and like hum, chant? I don't know what to do, right? But I listen to like the, the information that's coming through because we all have it, like that's psychic information, right? We don't think it is, but it is. And I'm just being guided to meditate, so I just sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna close my eyes and just be here, right? And so it started happening where I would just like fall into this beautiful place, and so I can really surrender like my strong, logical mind, right, that we all have. I always felt in my heart that I was here for something big and something different, but I couldn't place it at all. It was a series of, you know, several, several years here connecting and listening and realizing, oh my God, I'm pretty psychic. And it started just opening up and I can really sense things from people and understand about them. So then I woke up in the middle of the night and I started seeing spirits, like actually seeing spirits in front of your face. And then I was like, okay, time out, check please, I'm done. What is this? Like, I'm not okay with this. I was so scared. I wanna preface and let people know they weren't doing anything to me. It wasn't like in the Hollywood movies, right? Of like, boo, or like, we're gonna haunt you. It was nothing like that. I would see them and they're very transparent. And like, I just see their face and they're looking at you. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not, delusional. I'm not on any drugs. I didn't sleep with the lights off for two weeks and I actually had to talk myself through this. And spirit started showing me that if I'm scared, I'm going to attract that and there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just actually truth. And I just said, okay, and I'm finally going to sleep with the lights off. I started realizing, wow, I'm really tapping into something. And then, so remember I said there were no design jobs and I couldn't find anything. So I was temping at a horrible property management company. I mean, it was, property management is horrible because they only come in the office when there's a problem to yell at you. And as someone who's an empath and really super sensitive and psychic, I'm like, I have people yelling at me and I'm like, stop yelling, horrible, right? But the point is I was supposed to be there because I met a guy who became my really good friend. He was the IT guy and he was smart. He was freelance, he would come in and he would leave. He's like, I'm not crazy to work here. This place is nuts, right? So he would come in, do the IT stuff and leave. And so we became really good friends. We went out to dinner one night and he was like the turning point for my life. I was supposed to meet him. You know, we have many soulmates and soulmates don't have to be romantic. Like he was a very dear friend. And he said to me, hey, do you want me to read your birth chart? And I'm like, I don't know, what is that? He's like, astrology. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm a Taurus." Like, you know, I read the horoscopes. He's like, no, not that. I gave him my birth information that night at dinner. He read my birth chart and I'm like, this is so amazing because you don't even really know me, but yet now you're telling me things about me that are pretty personal that like other people wouldn't know from the outside. And so what happened is I went home that night, got on our dear friend Google, typed in everything I could about astrology and literally didn't stop until the sun came up. I found my purpose at that moment in time and it it literally never stopped. And so I ended up teaching myself astrology. I was living at home and I was working part-time at this place. So I actually was spending sometimes like 13, 14 hours a day just studying astrology because I loved it. It was like my soul exploded in a way I can't even explain and I'm like, this is my calling. This is what I'm here for. And I I did it first just to help myself understand, okay, if I don't do architecture, right, what am I supposed to do and what are my gifts and who am I at the core level? And then I'm like, oh, I have to do this for other people. And then it just slowly transitioned. But in that process, I was doing a lot of healing work on myself as well, clearing out old personas, old beliefs. Basically, the old Danielle had to die, not because she was a bad person. And I want people to know that about themselves too. Like, it's not that you're a bad person. It's just that you're not at the vibration that of your truth. Because we have society and family and all these beliefs and all these negative things I believed about myself over time that like, things didn't work. And so I had to clear that. So that was many, many years. I spent many years learning astrology, clearing and healing my personas and shedding ego. And um, it was very painful in my 30s. So here I am. There was so much I wanted
1: to dive into even just from your story, because I think a lot of people when they're starting out on this spiritual journey, it can be really confusing. And you might not be surrounded by people who have already tapped into this. And it was similar for me on my journey in a way, but I've been able to put myself in situations and environments where slowly I started attracting those people. So during that transition, funny enough, my background is in design, but in more graphic design. (laughs) I love it we were all creatives, you know, we're all creatives. And that is and was a big outlet for me. But I'm curious to know, when you were going through that transition, were there any struggles you, you had said that during your 30s, they were really difficult? Were any of those with the relationships that you held in your life?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, the old me was dying. And so I many times like I didn't even want to go out with friends, I couldn't relate to them. And really, it had nothing to do with them. It was that I was literally going through this process of um, transformation and when you're going through that, it is messy. It's like think about renovating a home, even though you know the kitchen with the like marble slab and like the island and like the beautiful lights. It's coming and it's going to be great. In the meantime, it's it's a disaster, right? That's exactly how it was. So yes, it affected all my friendships. I lost a lot of friends. I was kind of like a hermit for many, many years. I just had to spend a lot of time healing and honoring my soul. And looking back, I spent most of my 30s alone. So now I'm like in this beautiful place in my life, and it's all about community because we go through phases. So yeah, it did definitely affect my relationships for sure.
1: And I want to touch on Saturn Return because... Yeah. I just turned 30. I have heard this term and I've heard people say, oh, you're in Saturn Return, good luck kind of thing. You know, I haven't done a lot of personal research on it. I'm just curious because our listeners are anywhere from probably late 20s to 40, but this might either give clarity for what they were going through or what they're about to embark on. So I'd love to learn a little bit more.
0: (laughs) And I'm literally filming or recording my own podcast fully on Saturn Return after we do this. So this is great. But I want to tell everyone. so they. No. So everyone goes through this. It happens around the ages of 28-ish and a half, right, to 30. And it really depends on someone's personal birth chart, okay, where Saturn falls. But what it is, is Saturn is a planet of structure and restriction and also discipline and authority and responsibility. And basically, to sum this up, every different planet is a different vibration and archetype. So you might not know astrology or you might not know that Saturn is there, but because we're energy beings, we're going to feel it. So what happens is around 28 and a half to 30, for everyone, Saturn returns to the placement in the birth chart, okay, that where you were born. And because of that, we're literally feeling like an elephant sitting on our shoulders. So we don't know it, right? If we don't know astrology. I love the people that don't believe in astrology. And I'm like, what happened to you when you turned 30, right? Did your whole life change? Did you go through some massive awakening? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, that was your Saturn return. I'm like, who doesn't believe it now? I wouldn't be doing this work if it wasn't real. Like I've got a master's, okay? I've got other things to do, right? I'm doing this because it's so real and it's soul's work. So anyway, Saturn comes back to the placement. And because we feel it, We start to look at our life differently. We start to assess and we start to say, okay, maybe I was partying all through my 20s and now I'm like, "Mm, that's not gonna work for me anymore. Or maybe I was in this relationship and I'm like, no, I feel like we have to go separate ways. Or maybe it's like I've been single the whole time and I really wanna settle down. Or if I'm with someone, maybe I wanna have a baby or maybe I wanna have a baby on my own, like whatever it is. We really start to assess our lives and we start to get very clear and very real. And so that's what happens internally. And so with Saturn, depending on where it is in your birth chart and the placement, that you're gonna feel different things because Saturn is what your soul promised to work on in this lifetime. So Saturn says, you must mature. It's time for you to focus and really do what your soul came here to do. So. My Saturn was in my ninth house in astrology, and that's a spiritual house. So I was literally having a spiritual awakening. It wasn't happening before because my soul wasn't ready. So I like to share that with people because a lot of people think that like, oh, if I didn't see spirits since I was a baby, I'm not psychic or this. And I'm like, I didn't see anything. You know, I was kind of intuitive, but like nothing really from that. But everything happened at 30 because that was a divine timing. So there's a rhythm and there's a timing to us like, I know it's very popular these days of, I could just manifest anything I want. Yes and no. We have free will and there's definitely things that we can do and draw things to us, but there's also what astrology is, is it's a clock in the sky and there's a rhythm and there's a timing to everything that I always tell people. And so some things we cannot rush, but sure, there's a lot of things we can pull in as well because we have free will. We feel this energy and we're forced to really look at our life, assess, go a different direction. That's why sometimes people get married or get divorced or change jobs or have an identity crisis or freak out or move across the country, or move home or just do whatever you know it is.
1: Right. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know if this was a Saturn return thing, but my, I would say late twenties, it felt like I was treading through mud. It started getting easier. I have had a spiritual practice since my early 20s, but it didn't make it easier going through that time necessarily. It's hell. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it was just on my birthday, something shifted and I felt this confidence in myself that I had never felt before. And often people say, oh yeah, it's when you turn 30, you just like, don't care what people think anymore. Would that be something that's part of Saturn return or is that absolutely. just getting older? No,
0: absolutely. Like it's a real thing. Turning 30, um, I there's a lot of hype because we're actually growing into ourself in a different way than we ever have. And we're embodying our truth and, um, we're feeling more comfortable in who we are because we're starting to have direction. So absolutely, it can manifest like that. It can manifest in other, I'm sure other things happen as well. And also to be fair, there's a million other things that could be happening in someone's birth chart. It's just that Saturn returns happens for everyone. At that age, because it takes that long to move around the zodiac, the wheel, and to return to the placement. It has a 28 year cycle, but there could be other things that your soul is going through because we all have our own personal cycles as well. That's why it's very important to get your birth chart read from an astrologer so they can see the cycles that you're under and explain this is why you're feeling like this, and nobody else around you is feeling that because you're the one going through this.
1: Right. That's what I kind of love about astrology. You know, you have, what is it, your sun sign? I'm a Pisces. What's your sign?
0: I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus. We yeah. get along
1: great, I, I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> any sign can get along with any sign. That's what I tell people, because it's based on so much more yes. um, than just the sun sign. But yes, I mean, Taurus is stable and steady and um, loving, and Pisces is very loving as well. So,
1: But what I'm curious to really talk about is what are the reasons why astrology or how astrology can really help you on a self-discovery journey?
0: Astrology is amazing. And actually, so the birth chart is such a beautiful tool because it helps you understand who you are on a soul level away from any of our limited beliefs, right? Personas. And it also shows you your soul contract of what you signed up for. And that is something that we move into throughout our life so you can really see okay what is my purpose what am i here for how should i play out this energy how can i use this energy reading a birth chart is not just like a one and done situation of like okay just i read my birth chart and i understand it it's more of understanding these are the behavioral patterns these are the archetypes and i can use it in this way which is the shadow energy or i can try for the higher octave and strive for that energy and so we we move through life and we dance and we, we try to move to the um, other higher frequency so it basically helps you understand who you are what you're here for how you can best use your energy what your gifts are what your stumbling points are i mean there's so many things and then you have your cycles on top of it i actually don't know how we know who we are without understanding our birth chart because i'm very self-aware i've always been but reading my birth chart took it to a whole other level because I'm like, this is why I always do this, right? One of the strong things is Uranus, which is about freedom and revelation and revolution and kind of shaking things up and where you want to be different. That is making a square to my Mars. And basically square is like two planets that are at odds with each other, okay? We all have squares, it's fine, because squares are our biggest accomplishments in life, okay? So we we work on them internally throughout our life. And so Mars is our will and our drive. So because I have that and it's very tight and very strong in my chart, I've always been someone since I was little where it's like, if someone tells me what to do, I'm like, nope, not doing it. I just would always do things in a different way. And what astrology did is help me understand that, okay, I have this in my chart and this is really about freedom and independence and being a leader in a really new revolutionary way. So what I was doing when I was a child, I didn't know how to use the energy. So it was playing out kind of like in a rebellious shadow wet energy because I didn't know it. And so like now that I know this, I use it to lead people and get them to see things and like shake up the status quo, right? So that's one example of really understanding, oh, I have this in my chart. I'm not going to get out of this. So what's the highest expression? Like how do I use this? So I'm not just like being a temper tantrum like rebel in the corner, right? Because that's not going to work for anyone. But I didn't know that when I was young
1: absolutely and how would you say that astrology can assist in interpersonal relationships with other people
0: one of the most beautiful things is understanding your moon sign like if you have a romantic partner it's really important to see what their moon sign is and what your moon sign is because that really shows like how you're going to live together like is it going to be in harmony what what are their needs what are your needs Even in business, too, like if you have clients really understanding what their needs are. You know, I have an assistant, and I looked at her birth chart and understood a couple things in there, so I knew how to communicate with her differently. Um, That's going to help her and help her understand, and I really saw how sensitive she was, and so I now take that into consideration, right, when we're talking and doing stuff. So I understand the inner workings of her soul, so I can relate to her the best way, so that you can make people feel good instead of hitting a wall.
1: I think astrology, I don't know if this is a bold statement, but it's kind of like Myers Briggs, in my opinion.
0: Right. So, Myers Briggs is based off Jungian, I, I never know if I pronounce this, is it Jung Jungian psychology? And he based his principles off astrology, the archetypes of astrology. So, you're right, it is.
1: Huh. <laughs> I know. And I just so look guessed at you that. you,
0: Pisces, miss a uh, psychic download over here?
1: Actually, I know you have my birth chart popped up. I mean, I don't know what you can see from it just by looking, but I'm always just curious if we can just do a little exercise to see how maybe you would interact with me being a Pisces based on my birth chart.
0: So first of all, you're a Gemini rising. And so Gemini risings love to talk, love information, love data, love facts. They use their hands a lot. They're very like doing like 10 things at once. Usually your chart ruler is that Mercury and your Mercury is in your ninth house and it's in aquarius so mercury in aquarius first of all mercury is your speech and your communication your thinking i love when i see combinations of pisces and aquarius because it's like genius so mercury in aquarius is very forward thinking very much about cutting edge, super intuitive because you're a Pisces, but then you also have these visions of like, we need to go this direction, or we need to do this, or I'm going to implement something new that other people haven't done. You're thinking big, you're thinking large, Um, you're sort of like out there in the realms and getting the information and coming back in. So I would take that in consideration You know when I'm, I'm working with you. Your moon sign is in the fourth house. So it could be a little bit more shy. There's like a bit of a shyness to you and it's in Virgo. So Virgo is very much like wants to fix and wants to improve. And you could have a bit of like a perfectionist streak with you. You're very intuitive, but the needing the facts and information is, could get in the way sometimes. So it's like, you have to balance that out.
1: Oh my gosh. That was so on point.
0: <laughs> and you're born, you were talking a lot about relationships because you're born under a full moon Full moon babies are very relationship-oriented, whether it's romantic or friendships or business. You strive to be around people. Like, sure, we all need our alone time to recoup, obviously. But as a whole, you're more relationship-oriented. It's true. And my theme,
1: not of this year, but of 2018, revolved around community. That pushed my edge, too, because I love being around people, This year, I had to take a step back because there are too many people. And then I wasn't finding enough time for myself. But I definitely, definitely feel that everything you just said was very on point.
0: So this whole year, so from February 20th of this year till next year, you are in a seventh house year. I can see themes for the year and the ruler of that is Jupiter in the 12th house. So this year, you actually might be a little bit more behind the scenes than you were. So that's kind of where you're moving to. And it's a lot more connecting with the divine, more time by yourself.
1: Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head there
0: because it's all been about that this year. Yeah. But there's some real beautiful gifts that are going to come with it because it's like a lot of enlightenment.
1: See, this is why I love this stuff. And I've had two astrology readings in my life. One was in India, in the north of India. in Oh, so Vedic.
0: Yeah. It's totally different. It is
1: different. The second time I had an astrology reading was when I was traveling in Guatemala, but I don't know where he was from. He must have been from the US or or Canada, North America. It horrified me. Oh, why? I just went and it wasn't based on recommendations. So I'd love your feedback on this because I, since that day, only love getting recommendations from friends or people that I really trust. I remember I was in a relationship at the time and I was, it was probably back in 2015 or 2016. And he told me that I was going to cheat on my husband. and that Oh,
0: <laughs> God. Okay. Alrighty, we're done. I would have walked right out of there. First of all, astrology is not meant to predict like that. Astrology is meant as a tool to help you understand yourself. And I don't do predictions at all. I want to make that very clear because I can see cycles that are people are under. So I could be like, oh, you might be feeling this and there might be a urge to do this, but this is like the lower vibration. This is the higher vibration. But what somebody does with the energy is I have no control over because that's their free will. So I wouldn't. I don't predict, oh, you're going to cheat. You're going to do this. Like, how do I know what they're going to do? They could lay in bed there like for the next two years and not do anything. And you talked a lot about shadows.
1: This is something I'm quite familiar with, but I don't know if our audience will be as familiar with. Do you mind just explaining a little bit more about that shadow side that you were saying that was coming through, especially when you were maybe in more of an unconscious state?
0: Yeah. So we all have shadow. If you look back to like oh god like junior high high school like everybody is basically playing out their shadow energy it's like the lowest vibration nobody is aware of who they are so we don't really have the consciousness so the shadow energy is sort of like lower vibration tendencies like knee jerk reaction of like how we would handle something and so the idea is to understand ourselves so that we can be like you know what i know that i have a tendency to maybe get hurt and cry So maybe I can not take this personally and then not project it onto someone else, right? And understand like where really, where is it coming from? So I help people, yeah, really move through their shadows and move into the higher energy. I have a lot of Pisces energy in my chart as well. Pisces, the shadow energy of it is a lot of um, addiction or um, escapism or self-martyring. Right, Um, or like lack of boundaries or feeling like sorry for oneself. So, I actually spent like I feel like most of my childhood not being conscious of it and really crying and being sad, feeling sad for myself because I didn't realize I was taking on so much other people's energy. And a lot of it wasn't mine, but I would feel everything. So, I was like super depressed and um like sad and then just like laying in bed and listening to like love songs and feeling sorry for myself i'm like that's such like a shadow pisces energy until i started becoming conscious of oh wait i don't actually have to do that there's actually another way and like that was a huge light bulb moment for me of wait a minute even though it's so natural for me to do this that's not really the best way to use my energy
1: i know that shadow work is is a big thing on on this journey and it's often the things that we feel the most guilt or shame about and when we don't just honor them it wants to come out even more so taking that time to heal i honor you for for doing all that work because thank you
0: I know yeah it's it was, not easy. we have different experiences throughout life and they're not always going to be pretty but they're aligned with what we need it was frustrated when i was going through it and i was sick for a very long time so it was very difficult But um, I just knew in my heart that this wasn't going to be forever. This wasn't who I was or am. I just knew, and I want someone to hear this right now, if they're going through an illness or emotion or what you're going through right now is real and you feel it, but you did not come here on earth to be in that vibration your whole life. It's a moment and you have to be there and it does suck, I'm sure, but that's not the truth of who you are.
1: I just got chills. Thank you.
0: You're so welcome. I just I want that message. I need everyone to hear it because it's so so powerful.
1: Yeah, we often when we're in our worst state, or we're really uncomfortable, we think it's going to last forever. Um, But that's a beautiful message and a beautiful reminder. And your story is a perfect example of how you can get through things. So I really, Mm -hmm. really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you so much. There's two last things that I'd love yeah. to discuss before we kind of close. Sure. But one is Mercury in retrograde because I think half the population just posts, oh no, Mercury's in retrograde, but we don't really know what that means. One would love to pick your brain on that. And if you're open to it, I'd love to close even with an intuitive astrology reading for the signs. Like, I don't know if you like, even if it's like an affirmation or something, I think something that each sign might be able to relate to, if you're open to that.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, Mercury retrograde, it's a double-edged sword. So in one sense, I love that it became popular because it's actually like humanizing astrology. It's making it okay. It's making it more accepted, but there's also so many people don't understand it. And then they're scaring people and they're posting all these things that like, are not true. You know, Mercury retrograde is annoying. I like to say it's like a little kid brother that like pokes you and you're just like, could you just stop? Like just stop being annoying, right? Okay, so that's one aspect of it. The higher aspect of it is when Mercury goes retrograde, which I'll explain what it means in a moment. It's a moment, it's a celestial time for us to take a step and lean back and not push our energy forward and rethink things and reprocess things because everything is cyclical. Nature, we're connected to this beautiful matrix, so everything ebbs and flows. And so the energy sort of like needs to go forward and it needs to go back and it needs to go forward. So when it goes back about three times a year, it's a time for us to not take major action. Of course, things happen. I say, don't stop your life. Just be very aware of what you're saying yes to during Mercury retrograde, because there's usually always a caveat with it, but it's a time that we can also learn more information because in the moments where we're pausing and leaning back, we're like, I didn't realize you were like that. Okay. I don't really like you, so maybe I'm not going to throw myself at you because that's not really what I want. Right? Like we see things from a different perspective. So Mercury is a planet that rules technology and transportation and basically information and our thoughts and our mind. So again, you don't have to believe astrology, but you're still gonna feel it. It basically appears to go backwards from our perspective here on Earth. Our perspective gets skewed. So the information that's coming through because it rules information is like not as clear. I was gonna do a retreat somewhere and the guy wanted us to sign. It was during Mercury retrograde. And I told the other girls, I said, listen, I know you're gonna get mad. But I said, I really don't feel comfortable signing during Mercury retrograde because I think that there's more stuff. I just feel rushed and there's more stuff that we don't know. And so we actually lost it there like, okay. And then we lost the date of that and they were like kind of bummed. But it turns out that we weren't gonna get the support that we needed. And then right after that, we found this other place for a retreat coming up that is actually gonna support us on the back end like so much more. And then we signed with them. So it's like, you know what? I'm glad I said, hey, I know you guys, you're going to be really annoyed at me, but I'm not going to do this yet. So it's a time to stop and take a moment, right? And to go back. But it does get annoying. We're such a fast society. And so when something gets messed up, it's like, oh, that's our whole day.
1: Yeah, because Mercury... When it goes into retrograde, I can feel it.
0: Well, it's strong for you, if you don't mind me saying, because your chart ruler is Mercury. And so you're Gemini rising, which is ruled by Mercury. So it's really strong for you in particular. So yeah, you'll feel it a lot. It's going to be like, it's going to do everything for you.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And if you don't mind, I would love to do a special astrology reading for our listeners.
0: I'm very clear on, I don't believe in horoscopes. And so I don't be like, you know, Taurus for this month, you're going to have this because I need to see your birth chart. But what I will do is um, go through each sign and talk about what you're here for and like what strengths you have and what you need to build up. Just really short little things. Okay. Aries, you're here for leadership and courage and stepping in your power. So it's really all about you being brave and taking action. In general okay so you're just cultivating that vibration uh, throughout your life Taurus you're here to be a rock you're here to be solid you're here to be in your body and be connected to the sensual pleasures of life and earth so we're in Taurus season right now which is like literally like the reclining nude like that's like Taurus it's like goddess like woo right Gemini you're here to be the messenger so you're here to relay information back and forth and share stories and connect people together so you're the ultimate messenger Cancer, you're here for emotional safety and security, so you're here to help people feel safe and feel vulnerable, and also know that they're taken care of. So you're really emotionally like you're the mama bear of the world, or the papa bear if you're a male. Uh, Leo, Leo is one of my favorite signs because they're so fun. So Leo, you're here to have fun and in, like be a leader and engage people and really like walk with your heart wide open and just play. But Virgo, Virgo, you're here to refine and um, get very detail oriented and. Make sure that we're healthy and that we're good and that we're not taking on too many things. So, it's really about protecting us in a way and making sure that we like, you know, eat our vegetables and do all that stuff, which sounds boring, but it's not because it's actually really important because we're humans in a body. And so, Virgo says, let's take care of it. Libra, you're here to learn about yourself through the mirror of another person. So you're the bicycle built for two. So you're learning how to be in relationship and how to be balanced. But don't lose yourself because Libra could definitely um, sacrifice too much and just be like, oh, sure, whatever you like, whatever you want, right? But then they lose themselves. Um, Scorpio, you're here to dive deep into your psyche, into your soul and to transform. So you're not here to get stuck. You're here to literally keep evolving and transforming and be very intimate with someone or people and, you know, just go to the depths and have secrets and share, right? It's true intimacy. Sad, you're here to explore the world and open your mind and your consciousness and understand and have experiences and travel. So you're the ultimate like shaman, guru, priest. You're here to relay the information, like go back, get the information from the world and share it. With everyone. Capricorn, you are the wise old owl. And so you're going to be slow and steady, win the race through life, but you're here to be the ultimate like CEO, um, you know, authority figure and build something tangible for us and really be in charge of your career, of your life, and who you are. Also, Capricorn comes with um, old school wisdom. So there's some wisdom as you get older, you're going to really embody that wisdom. Aquarius is you are the revolutionary, you're here to shake up the status quo, change things, make things different. Like we've been doing something for 50 years the same way, but it's not working. You're here to break that pattern and show people new ways and do stuff for social causes and reform. So you're all about community connection and helping people. And then Pisces, you are the ultimate connection with source and oneness. So Pisces often, they have to work on boundaries a little bit only because they're just so open psychically that they don't realize it. But because of that, you're the ultimate channel. You're here to infuse us with your creativity and with your oneness and your love for humanity and just show us really with a compassionate heart, like how to have empathy for people without being walked on. That's important.
1: Absolutely. And I believe there's a good book for empaths, uh, dodging energy vampires, which might be helpful for a lot of Pisces. Oh yeah. I
0: probably could write that book. God, I've been through so much with that. So yeah.
1: Actually, I'm curious to know, what are some books that have helped you along your journey?
0: So I have to say this, and this is going to probably shock a lot of people. I have a whole bookshelf full of books. I, 10 in like spiritual books. I don't read them all the way through. like I get them when they drawn to me and I'll open them up and I'll read like a paragraph or a page or a chapter that's like really important. But most of my information, I know this goes how wild is literally just from source. So I don't have a whole book because I'm very, like you could tell my personality, I'm very much like, even if it's in a book, to be honest, I'm not going to believe it. Just because everyone says it until I experience and know it to come through me and my crown chakra, I don't believe it. I'm not just going to believe chakras until I see them or experience or feel it. I don't believe the energy body until I go through it. There hasn't been a lot of spiritual books that have been amazing. I do have some on my website, my resource page. Um, There is one about the heart that's really beautiful. It's called Soul Love. And it really helped me understand the heart connection even more because the heart is the most powerful thing that we have. But just as a story, I loved um, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. He's a hypnotherapist, uh, past life regression, hypnotherapist, whatever it's called. He regressed to clients and realized they were actually telling parallel stories. He didn't do it together, but he saw them and they were were lovers in a past life. And they were both, didn't know each other, saying the same kind of story about each other. And then those are his clients. Like, I mean, that's like mind blowing.
1: Also, do you have any words or a mantra that you, that you live by?
0: I don't know if I have a mantra, but it's just really, I try to drop into my heart and listen to my heart as much as I can. I mean, listen, I'm definitely not mother Teresa. I could sometimes cuss like a truck driver. Like if someone pisses me off, you know, I'll let them know. So I'm not pretending like I'm Gandhi at all. But, with that being said, I do live my life from my heart of like what makes me happy, I don't care what people think say. Um, if this makes me happy, I'm gonna do it, and I lead from that space. And I love you for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really easy for me. If anything, I have to tone it down, to be honest, like I really am working to tone it down because I'm like, I could get wild with it.
1: Honestly, Danielle, thank you so much for spreading your light today. You know, I know we laugh, but the beauty about this journey and the beauty about you is that you're just authentically you. And that's exactly how you inspire people.
0: Thank you. That means a lot to me.
1: Yeah. And I know that you can inspire people in many ways. And I want to know where our listeners can come find you.
0: Yeah. On um, Instagram, I am Danielle Page and that's P-A-I-G-E. And also on my website, it's Danielle Page. So I have a new website. I have a whole opt-in free guide to medical astrology. Um, On my website, you can pull up your birth chart on my website. I have a resource section. I have a shop page where you can purchase some of my courses. So I have a lot going on there.
1: Amazing. And I know you have a retreat coming up.
0: I do. We just sold out. So I have a retreat in Greece. Yeah, we just sold out. But I do have another retreat that I can't announce yet, but it's going to be New Year's. And so I will announce it soon.
1: And we'll put links to your website in the show notes so people can connect with you there. And thank you so much again for joining us today. It's been such a treat. And you've just offered us so much education and wisdom in just such a short period of time. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It was a beautiful interview. I really appreciate it.
1: Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Remember, to stay inspired in between our episodes, you can head on over to Instagram and follow us at Your Soul Compass and at Wonderful Soul. For free meditations and mindfulness guides, you can head over to WonderfulSoul.com. And please don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast player so you never miss an episode. And please, 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 If this content delighted you, leave us a note telling us on iTunes. I read every one of these personally, and your feedback really helps me grow the show and produce the type of content you find valuable. Thank you, you beautiful soul, for dedicating time to your self-discovery journey. Not only are you contributing to your own mental and emotional well-being, but you are contributing to a healthier, more harmonious world, and raising the consciousness of our planet. You are amazing and beautiful, just as you are. Thank you for being part of
0: our journey, and thank you for letting us become part of yours.